I'm Natalie Heacock. And I'm Chelsea Brown. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Lumber Slingers. This is Chattily edition, on the road. Chattily on the road. So if you hear the road noise, it's because we're on, on the, the road. road. <laughs> we thought we would come to you today with a little update on the market, lumber prices, what the hell is happening out there in the world from our perspective, and uh, bless your ears with that. Yes. So sit back and let your ears be blessed. <laughs> Natalie, take it away taking it away just a quick little disclaimer we normally put the disclaimer in the notes but um just want to do it verbally this time i am not an economist i am not either (laughs) (laughs) we are regurgitating what we have been hearing um with our own personal twist on it and our own personal expectations do not go buy anything in the stock market based on what we say. Yeah, do not go buy some Bitcoin. We're not telling you to do that. That's the whole disclaimer. Okay, great okay. disclaimer. All right. Okay, so I thought we would go over, like, we're going to hit inflation, pricing, consumer confidence. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's let's start with inflation. So, inflation is so interesting. There's so many different indicators and depending on who you talk to and what they're reading it's like you can get five different answers of what happened to inflation in april the numbers were just released this morning today's may the uh, 11th <laughs> i think it's the 11th, That's the 11th. okay That's the 11th. and um so interesting um that there's just a bunch of different indicators. So you can have the inflation rate month over month, year over year, 12 month average, 12 month running. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways to slice and dice it. So anyways, um, that being said, the annual rate was 8.3% today. So that was released this morning. However, if you are thinking the month over month rate, so March to April rate, that went rose that rose 0.3%. So some are saying inflation came down slightly if you look at the 12 month. However, month over month, it rose 0.3%. So are we in inflation? Yes. Is it going away? No. And I read an interesting statistic that said if you were born in 1980 or sooner, I think was the statistic, you are um, in a once-in-a-lifetime inflationary period. Thank God. <laughs> I could not do this again. It's here. It's happened. We're in it. I. How much did I pay for gas yesterday? Five sixty. Yeah. Five sixty-five a gallon. I paid five sixty-five a gallon in Portland for gas. I mean, I've never seen the Dickens. The Dickens. It's like when I remember when we were complaining about three dollars of gas. Anyway, so that's crazy. So. They, I know that they were expecting that the inflation rate was going to be lower, or they were hoping for that, and then the numbers did not show that it's, it, the numbers show that it's slowing, but it is not less than 
the rate right. that we've been going. And a lot of the articles and things I've read today I think are really interesting that, you know, everyone was saying supply chain constraints, supply chain constraints. That's what's happening. Well, now it's pretty obvious it's not just com- contained to the supply chain any longer. From what I've heard, some of those constraints are easing up a little bit. And obviously, Chelsea, you'll know more on the trucking side and shipping side. But some of that stuff's eased up. And yet here we are. Yeah. Well, I think what we can all agree on is that inflation is going to continue as long as that demand. There's so much money that got pumped into our economy over the last couple of years. And now we have this inflationary demand because Mm -hmm. people had all this money to spend. And so, I mean, what, you know, it's a catch 22. When is it going to stop? Are we going to catch up to demand? And if we do catch up to demand, does that mean supply? Will we have an equilibrium or, you know, I mean, we don't have a crystal ball here, but right. You know, you talk to anybody who's been through, market contractions, corrections, recessions, and nobody has witnessed or had this in their lifetime experience. And so that's one of the unknowns and why everybody's feeling this way. Are we edging the cliff or do we have some more runway? Or can the Fed land the plane? Or can the Fed safely land the plane in these turbulent times? That was good. Love it. Yeah, it's really interesting. And and something else that I've been reading about, too, is the shortage of the workforce. Mm-hmm. I mean, where are these workers, especially in service industry? So, I mean, so many restaurants are now closed Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Cutting out breakfast, cutting out different uh, meals that don't make sense for them. And that's really interesting to me and intriguing because where are these workers? Did they all go to Amazon? And now is Amazon going to cut the 80,000 workers they just hired the last couple of weeks? Now they're going to go back to the service industry? I don't know. Well, I did read on the, uh, we read this newsletter called the morning brew. Um, it's just a business newsletter. And they said yesterday that Amazon, uh, Facebook, and Uber, I believe, have all either put implemented a hiring freeze, and they have uh, they're planning basically to run leaner. They're not hiring any more people, and I think some of these companies have already laid off some positions. So, which is it kind of is like okay, is this indicating a recession if these big companies are taking you know positions like that, or? Did everyone get all this PPP money and all these stimulus and they were just going crazy doing whatever they wanted, approving any project that came across their desk. And now it's like, oh shit. Right. Money's stopping. Daddy Warbucks is tightening the reins. Tightening the reins. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see what happens, um, obviously next month and what the Fed chooses to do with their next interest rate hike. Um, I heard the biggest one since... The last one that took place two weeks ago was the biggest one since 2006. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I heard a rumor today, not based in fact, so we'll see, but um, that there's, it's on the table to do 75 points next month. (laughs) So I don't think it will happen. Um, I know the Fed's very cautious and very careful about what they say because they know the market will react pretty much instantaneously. 
um, if they say, okay, we're going to do this, it prices it in quite, quite quickly. So I don't know what will happen next month, but the other thing I read was that, so the Fed has basically three tools in their tool belt to uh, work on inflation, raise interest rates, quantitative easing, which is basically um, the Fed can infuse cash into the market by buying different types of securities, and then they can renew those securities. And so um, I don't know the exact statistics, but they can just quit renewing them. And then that reduces the amount of cash in the market. And then they also can put restrictions on um, essentially how much reserves banks have on hand, which will slow the uh, cash in the market as well. So I know that they're they're working on the quantitative easing. I haven't read anything yet about the restrictions but or the reserves for the banks, but I'm sure that's out there. So they're using their tools, but are they, I don't know, will they land? Yeah. So if they reserve, if they lessen the reserves of these banks, what does that mean for the consumer? No, increase the reserves. So they would oh. make the banks have more cash on hand, meaning the banks aren't as likely to lend the money out for different consumer loans or um, home loans. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't even talk about, obviously, the end effect, which is interest rates uh, on mortgages are just crazy. 5%? Over 5%. Yeah. And I did think, I think I said this a while back, but I did think that at the beginning, people were going to rush out and buy quickly because they knew rates were going to go up. But I don't know. I don't know if people yeah. are doing that. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing that either. Since I, I am like, my toe is dipped in the market because I am looking for a house. And I do, it, what it feels like based off of my own experience is that I'm having more you know, this is a sign of supply and demand. Having more real estate agents and mortgage brokers reach out to me right now. Interesting. Like, hey, I heard you were interested in a house. And, um, which hasn't happened yet because demand and supply, like the, obviously inventory has been so low. So it's interesting to me that they're trying to get some extra business. Like maybe the demand has gone down a little bit. And TBD on if, uh, you know, bidding wars are still happening on houses like they were last year. Things were going hundred, dollars $200,000 over listing price. I haven't really heard of that happening mm -mm. recently. So I, haven't. I did see a statistic that said we still don't have, you know, we're not nearly as close to the housing needs that we have for people who are trying to buy homes. But what does that mean? I mean, are right. people going to keep building? What if you have a contract? I haven't, I did read some of that said people aren't really renegotiating their contracts. They've been holding them still, but we'll see what happens. I guess there are times in the market when it, that has happened previously, you know, in the eighties and nineties where it's actually better to be renting than, than buying, you know, if you're getting into the market at the right time, right or wrong time, <laughs> there are certain times where it's kind of a better move to be renting. You would be saving more money in the long term, but, um, Obviously, like investing in real estate is a long game, and you know it's like looking at your four hundred one k every day. You don't want to do it, so right. <laughs> there's the years where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, over five years, this made sense. Maybe not over one year, but obviously, real estate always goes up. So looking at your Bitcoin every hour, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that today <laughs> or yesterday or yesterday. <laughs> so I think that's our wrap on what's happening in the market. Inflation. Inflation, high level, uh, what we're seeing. 
Yeah. But that being said, we are feeling fairly positive. Yeah. I, I think that just based off of some industry conversations, um, you know, internally and externally, I think there's a lot of opportunities still in the, in the market with lumber. Um, people still want it. I know the commodity market is a lot, a lot more volatile than, than some of the other like specialty or timber products that you get into. Um, but people still need wood. There's still projects that are out up to two years. So like we said earlier, the, the demand is still there and supply is still trying to catch up on a lot of these projects. So, um, I think you can have two kind of attitudes about what's happening when you open the news in the morning and it seems doom and gloom because of the stock market, you can say, I'm pulling back. I'm going lean on my inventory. I'm going to sell, 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 and I'm not taking any positions and I'm going to ride this out because we're going straight into a recession. Or you can capitalize on all the opportunities that are still out there and essentially maybe be the person that has what what the customer needs when they're looking for it. So just from my personal standpoint, being a buyer and a seller of lumber, I feel pretty confident today, uh, despite all the news this week, that, you know, things at least over the next six months, I think we're still going to have pretty strong demand until I can hear about supply catching up to it. I'm not going to stay up all night, but you just have to constantly be really engaged with what's happening, what prices are doing, what you're buying at, what you're selling at. If you need to make a move to get rid of inventory, you know, you should be doing that. But this is one of those markets where you have to be present every single day. (laughs) You know, there's no writing it and winning. So, (laughs) and I mean, I don't sell lumber, so it's hard for me to speak to it, but I do feel like at least, you know, internally our culture is um always very positive and there is opportunity if you're looking in the right places yeah and i think you know i think a really good we had a a sales trainer come talk to our company and he basically talked about he's been in the lumber industry for a very long time but he talked about how some of his clients that he coaches made the most money they've ever made in the recession and so it does depend on your, your attitude and and if you're willing to do the hard work that it takes. Let's be real. We've had an easy market the last couple of years. Um, if you had a pulse, you could sell lumber. And so <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think any of us could be really patting ourselves on the back for having record months and years when we have inflation, we have the demand that we've had. I mean, what's the real real? If, it, if that all went away, who are the real performers? And so... I think if you're willing to do the hard work and be engaged with the market and show up, then you can win even in a hard market. It's the, you're the one that has to be in control of that and your, your efforts and your actions. So it's not just going to fall in your lap. And you know, that's the part that I love about the lumber industry is it really keeps you humble and you can make a million dollars one year and two fifty the next. And, um, and it's humbling. It's like, okay, how do I keep creating things? How do I, what do I need to do to be in front of this? What lesson am I learning? You know? And I, so, and I think that's some of the people you encounter in this industry too, is just, um, they're real people and nobody's overly extravagant about it. They're, they've got families. They want to make a good 
providing for their family and we win when we win and there's some years that we lose so mm-hmm. I do wonder you know when things do cool off and slow down the people that got into the industry in the last two years what that's gonna look like for them mm-hmm. I mean I think some people will get scared and leave I started in the lumber industry like right in 2007 right before the 0809 recession and if I was just starting in sales at that time I would have left I mean I don't know if I would have left because thinking of it there wasn't any other jobs to have. <laughs> yeah exactly so but I mean it's scary if if we head into something like before or worse then yeah it's it's scary and you need to do what you can do to get keep the your income for those of us on commission <laughs> you got to do what you need to do but um I do wonder what people will do if we do have a, a market you know cool off or correction or down to a recession yeah I, certainly back to the fed i did see another statistic that said i can't remember which what company it was but they gave the fed a 33 percent chance of reducing inflation without causing a recession yeah i hear i i read something about how it's like threading the finest needle i mean it's very very hard to navigate something like this and yeah. do it successful and some so. say it might be too late because they waited yeah. too long to raise interest rates so yeah. but we don't know we don't have a crystal ball we don't know no we're definitely going to learn some big lessons out of this and i think it'll shape a lot of um for those of us who are in our you know 30s 40s it's going to shape how we do business in the future and we are now turning into our grandparents while our world back in my day yeah these gas <laughs> prices i mean come on i feel like i'm saying that about everything i can't believe how expensive this is i know i mean everything yeah it's just, uh, i had like four bags of groceries it was like 180 dollars. what did i buy gold bananas <laughs> insane ah uh, well, that's our little opinion on what's that's going on. I mean, clearly no answers, but some perspective, hopefully. I yeah. find I, I feel very optimistic at this point, and I think that there are still some really good things to come in, in business, mm-hmm. and we just have to keep moving forward. I do think that, you know, our age group generation, at least I, I had just graduated in 08 from grad school, and so... I wasn't working, but I also had a really hard time getting a job at that point. But we watched our parents go through it, and we mm-hmm. saw the effect it had on them. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that although we haven't been through something like this in our careers or in our you know leadership positions, we did watch how it affected our families. And so we have a different perspective. We're not just crazy and, you know, buying all the inventory and being reckless. We're, right. we're trying to make calculated decisions and also learning from those who went before us, those yeah. who went through OA, especially in our industry and how that had an impact on them and how that changed how we do business. I think it's really important when you feel lost or confused or uncertain to draw on those resources and talk to people in your company and your, you know, even in your family life about what it was like and what are some good um, things to do to prepare and how to stay positive because it is really hard to remain positive but 
also you can only control what you can control. Yes. And I think it's a blessing um, that we have experienced a little bit of this in our lifetime previously to where the, the recovery happened and things got good and then really good. And so I think that just to keep a positive outlook on, there's going to be times that are really hard to get through, but overall we all get through it and we recover and we move forward. And so you're not stuck, you know, you're not stuck in a recession forever. You have to, there are things that will get us out of it. It might not always be easy. There's going to be some hard years in our careers. We can all agree. We're going to have some years that are harder than others, but it's not what defines your career. It defines who you are and, and how you react. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that we've had those examples in front of us and see how they handle it, react and move on. And, and look, it's not all doom and gloom. We we've expanded, we've grown. We have done all these positive things in the past 10 plus years. And, um, one or two bad years. Sometimes you have to have those to, to really have appreciate the good, good years. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Sometimes well, you got to get through the rainstorm to see that rainbow. Heck yeah. That is our crystal ball. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Is there anything, you know, like fun to talk about? Mm. <laughs> What's the hot goss? How's the Johnny Depp? <laughs> Amber Heard. <laughs> Have you heard anything um, about that? <laughs> they're on a one week trial break. So. Oh, good. Thank God. So it's like a one week break of hearing about it. Yes. Good, good, good. Yep. Good thing I'm asking. Uh, well, we do have one um, really exciting, fun thing coming up tomorrow. We do. It's pretty epic, I would say. Pretty epic. I wish I had a word that rhymed. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to Chelsea's bachelorette party. Ding, ding, ding. In Austin, Texas. We have our out-of-office replies already set, and... We're ready to roll. We're ready to roll, and I'm not answering any emails. You're like, you can get it for me on Monday, bro. Yeah. Heck yeah. We have our backups in place. We have our out-of-offices on. We have our bags packed. They're already pre-mixing some margaritas at the airport for us. And we're taking off. So... Yeah. Yeah. See you all... The other side. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're very excited. So that's exciting news coming up. And, you know, maybe sometime we're here in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe we'll have some nice weather in the next two, three months. You know, maybe July 5th, summer will start. Most likely. It's just been rainy. It's sad. So we're excited to get into the sunshine. Texas sunshine. 100 degrees. About, I think, 90 to 100. Right? Yeah. Anything else? Any other lumber, like, fun things that you've heard lately? Lumber fun? What? Lumber fun? Lumber fun. Yeah. I don't think I have anything. We have some pretty cool podcasts coming up. Uh, We have some really neat guests planned. We... Can I announce our our new video? Yeah, we should announce it. (laughs) Um, And with our new exciting guests we have coming up, we are going to record also a video and start posting on YouTube. So, <laughs> so subscribe, like, like subscribe. And so like if a recession comes, we would love if you subscribe so we can start rolling in those YouTube dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but to be, it Natalie all, has three kids. Yeah. <laughs> 
in all honesty, it is hard to explain some lumber concepts just talking about it, talking them through. So I think it'll be really good to have a YouTube video. And I'm thinking maybe a couple people who we've had on before, we might have on again who have asked to have like diagrams or certain things so that we can show those and have them on YouTube. So you can find us there. We don't have a channel. We don't have anything yet, but it is coming. Yeah. Well, we figure it out as we go. And, um, you know, I guess I'm just going to address some industry questions that people have been saying to me in passing, but... I had one comment uh, a couple months ago that asked what, why we don't post podcasts very consistently. And I mean, maybe you're wondering that as you're an avid listener and <laughs> one of our five friends. Hey, mom. <laughs> the answer is, is that um, this is kind of something we do on our own time and it takes, it takes time and it also takes scheduling with other, you know, industry professionals that we need to be on the show. And they are usually very busy people as well. So uh, not only with working around with those schedules, you know, this isn't a, a, a company sponsored, you know, thing that we do. So our jobs do always come first. And um, this is something we created out of what would we want to listen to and, and what do we need? And this is something that we thought would have been awesome to have um, when we were just getting started in our careers. So all that said is that's why, you know, we'd love to have an episode out to you every Monday, but we don't, um, but we're doing as best as we can to be consistent. And not only that, it's, I think quality and quality of guests are, are way more important in the topic rather than just posting it mm-hmm. every single Wednesday. If we don't have anything to say, it's not worth posting something just to say we did. So, right. And, you know, to jump onto what Chelsea said, we've had some really big transitions in our careers the last six, eight months. Uh, Chelsea just became sales manager. Natalie just became CFO. I mean, we (laughs) we got some stuff brewing back at the old office. So those priorities have definitely come first, although we would love to post weekly and maybe someday we will get there, but uh, not, not today. For now, we do our own scheduling, our own recording. We have a really great producer that helps us cut out all of our ums and ahs, puts our music on there. And um, someday, as Natalie said, maybe we'll have it every week, twice a week, mid-week updates. That being said, if there is a topic you want to hear about or somebody you think we should interview, uh, we would love to know. Email us, lumberslingers at gmail.com. And we will take that into consideration and hopefully bring that into the podcast. Amen, sister. All right. Okay. Well, this has been fun being on the road with you. Like, subscribe, and follow. (laughs) Bye.